0: Hi, you're listening to a sermon from Oak Hills Church in Folsom, California. We're so glad you're listening. If you'd like more information, you can visit us online at oakhills.org or phone us at 916-983-0181.
1: Well, this morning, as Manuel mentioned earlier, we're continuing in our Lenten series entitled The Way." where together we're exploring some key aspects of the life and way of Jesus that are also material to us as his followers and as fellow pilgrims living in the way of Christ. Uh, Aspects such as repentance, baptism, prayer, dealing with temptation, and offering forgiveness. Today we're specifically focusing on baptism, which means to dip or immerse. Jesus modeled this for us by example in his own baptism when he was baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. In his baptism, he was proclaimed by God to be the Son of God, much like a king is anointed. Here, Jesus was fulfilling the plan that God had laid out. His identity was confirmed in God's great declaration, You are my son. Jesus not only gave us an example to follow in his baptism, he also commanded us to do the same. Baptism is one of the ordinances of the church, as is the celebration of the Lord's table. Ordinance means something he established or ordained for us to do as ongoing practices in the church. Baptism is an ordinance and also a holy sacrament that is beautiful sacred and mysterious far more is happening in our baptism than we could fully comprehend our baptism as a follower of christ is an act of both faith and obedience to the commands of jesus baptism is not that which makes us a follower of christ rather it is a beautiful public profession of our individual faith in christ and deep commitment to him A couple of other things as far as the meaning of baptism. First, it means that we have an identification with Christ. Baptism by immersion is symbolic. It's symbolic of Christ's death and resurrection. As we are immersed in the waters of baptism, by faith we identify with his death and resurrection as a symbol of our old life being buried in the grave and being raised into our new life in and through Christ empowered by the Holy Spirit. Our faith unites us with Christ, and our baptism is a symbol of that union. We daily walk out our salvation by remembering our baptism into the Trinity in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We acknowledge both the presence and the honoring of our triune God with us in the waters of baptism. In the name of is the idea of ownership, as we acknowledge that we fully belong to God and commit to live under his rule and reign in our lives. Our identity as his stays front and center when we remember our baptism and we strive to live wet. That is to keep our baptism present with us as we daily walk in newness of life with intentionality in our ongoing discipleship and formation into Christ's likeness Another meaning for baptism is identification with the church. Our baptism serves as a reminder that we are part of the body of Christ, a citizen of a new world, inextricably linked to others who are in Christ. We belong to God, but we also belong to each other in this community of faith. And we thought it would be good today as part of part of focusing on baptism, to spend some time in a guided reflection, a kind of experiential sermon today of worship and scripture readings, which will later lead us to a time of renewing our baptism vows, which I'll explain later in more detail. Let's pray. Father, as we enter into this time of reflection we pray that you would help us to center our hearts on you. Help us to clear our minds, to allow the move of your spirit to be at work in us, to remind us of your goodness to us, of your faithfulness, of your grace, your abundance, and your mercy. May we be present to that which you would like to breathe into us. As you remind us that you are good, you are faithful, you are true. And we entrust ourselves to you again today and in this time. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Take it all my life
3: in your name. As we uh, continue to worship this morning, um, I'd like you uh, to invite you into an exercise of using your imagination in our worship. Um, I'm going to be reading an excerpt from the book of God. And as I do so, um, I want you to relax and sit deeply into your chair. Maybe uh, sit deeply into the story that I'm about to tell. And be attentive to the spirit of God and what he might say to you during this time. I want you to imagine that you are at the Jordan River. And... As you're there, you, you see uh, the reflections in the water. You begin to hear the sound of the water, which is gently splashing. As you do so, you see this man standing in the water and is, has some weird clothes on. He's uh, dressed in camel's hair and he has this leather belt around his waist. He is odd and... He is preaching this odd sort of message. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, many people are coming, coming to see this man, coming to hear what he has to say, and also coming to be baptized as well. In the midst of the multitudes that came daily to Jordan for baptism, there appeared one figure separated from the rest. John turned and saw the man standing upriver among some reeds, waiting. Reflected sunlight played upward from the water on his face, trilling the flesh below his eyebrows and cheekbones, below his nose and his chin. He had amber eyes gazing directly at John he was clean shaven like a Roman or it occurred to John like one of the prophets mournful for the future for they would often shave their beards amber eyes John recognized those golden cornies polished laconic nearly translucent no one else had such a fathomless gaze this must be the cousin John had not seen since the Passover when his father had died. Eighteen years ago. Eighteen years. And still, those eyes had that lidded, rich regard. This was the one of whom his mother had once said, He is my Lord. The man among the reeds lifted his hand in greeting. Jesus nodded. Jesus then. This was Jesus. Jesus began to wade downriver to the deeper water where John was standing. When they stood face to face, John saw copper flecks in the iris of his cousin's eye. Jesus said, John, baptize me. For a moment, John hesitated. John, said Jesus, baptize me. Without waiting for an ascent, he closed his eyes, sank down, and slipped under the water. His long hair lingered on the surface for a short while. Then it, too, was pulled down into the darkness and disappeared. These were swift, breathless events for John. So much suddenly raced through his mind, his family, his past, his fierce convictions, the future of his people, Israel. The day and the weather And all the events now tightened down to one small focus. The air that he breathed, the round patch of river, flat and calm in the sunlight. And then this sudden, preternatural silence. Time seemed to collapse. And when John came to himself, he could not remember how long Jesus had been lying on the riverbed. In a quick panic, he he slapped the water with the flat of his hand and cried, Child of the light and the kingdom to come, rise up. There was a continued shining silence. And then Jesus, like a great fish, heaved from the water. And immediately the heavens above them were split asunder. And there flew down a dove, a white dove, a blinding white dove, which alighted on the shoulder of Jesus white fire beside his face. And in that same instant, a voice broke from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Immediately, Jesus began to move from John toward the eastern shore of the river. His expression was intense but unreadable. His manner seemed so nearly wolfish, like a predator following an invisible scent, that the people on the land backed away and made a path for him. Jesus was withdrawing from the public with some fierce unknown purpose. And then John saw that white dove that was flying in spirals ahead of Jesus, leading the way. that was no common dove that was none other than the Holy Spirit the same spirit who had brooded over the wild waters of creation and then again over the waters of the flood John folded his huge hands at his throat and whispered you Jesus greater than me your life shall be more terrible than mine Wherever the Holy Spirit is driving you now, God help you there. God help you. As we continue to worship together, we invite you to enter into the words of Scripture as it relates to baptism. As we contemplate these passages, we invite you to allow the words to wash over you and allow the Holy Spirit inside of you.
4: From the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. With a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit.
5: From Luke chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased.
4: From 1 Corinthians twelve, thirteen. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink.
5: From Acts 2, 38-41, through 41, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day.
4: From the first letter of Peter, chapter 3, verse 21. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ.
5: From Galatians three, twenty-seven. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ
4: from the book of Acts chapter 8 verses 36 to 39 as they traveled along the road they came to some water and the eunuch said look here is water what can stand in the way of my being baptized and he gave orders to stop the chariot then Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again. But he went on his way rejoicing.
5: From Mark chapter 16, verse 16. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned.
4: From Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We therefore buried, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life.
5: From Luke. Twenty eight nineteen. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
4: And finally, from the letter to the Ephesians, Chapter Four, verses four through six. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord.
5: Thanks be to God.
2: i
1: As I mentioned earlier, it is good for us to remember our baptism as believers and to daily walk that out. When we remember our baptism, we remember that in baptism, we promise to live a certain way. As apprentices to Jesus, fully devoted to him, empowered and transformed through the Holy Spirit toward holy living and becoming more like him in the process. Of course, the road of transformation is often filled with setbacks and failings on our part. But God pours out his grace and is always calling us back to himself and to the way that Christ has showed us. When we remember our baptism, we are reminded to live out of our identity as God's cherished sons and daughters. In the renewal of our baptism vows, we remember our commitment to God. We remember and we commit anew. We remember that God's mark is upon us and we are sealed by his spirit. We remember our baptism not just as an event on the calendar whose date is written on a certificate or in the front of our Bible, but as a commitment to an intentional lifelong pilgrimage living into the pattern of trusting God for the whole of our lives gradually dying to the pattern of sin and living out the new life offered to us throughout through Christ under the good reign of God and His kingdom as a present and ongoing personal and communal reality. Well, today we want to give those of you who have been baptized as followers of Christ an opportunity to renew your baptism commitment. In a few minutes, we will enter into a time of response where you can come up front to one of four people that will each be holding a bowl of water, and they will dab some water on your forehead and speak some words over you regarding your baptism. If you have not yet been baptized as a follower of Christ and would like to come up to one of these folks for a blessing, simply tell them the word blessing when you come, and they will speak a blessing over you. Some of you may want to use this time to visit our worship stations in each corner up front. And perhaps write out a prayer or something that has been weighing on your heart, something you want to offer to God by way of your prayer. Write that on a piece of paper and slip it into the prayer wall that's there. You can also use this time to trace your hand on one of those papers there. And then write on that traced hand something that you want to surrender to God as part of this season of lent and then run your paper down on one of the metal spikes on each of the tables as a gesture of your commitment and now as we continue to worship i invite you to come
2: Driving these wild roads for so long, my heart's been far from you. Ten thousand miles gone. Oh, I wanna come near, give you every part of me. with there's blood on my hands and my lips on me my darkness, I remember Mama's words reoccur to me Surrender to the good Lord You wipe your sleep,
0: please.
2: Take me to your river I Go As a man with many crimes To come up for My sins flow down the Jordan Oh, I want to come here give you every part of me Put this blood on my hands And my lips are unclean Take me to your river
1: I encourage you, if you still want some more time to write uh, up at the prayer stations to visit those, feel free to do that now and after the service. It's been good for us to be together this morning. Amen? Amen. And I have just a few announcements that I want to make you.